everyone. Welcome to the Field and Garden Podcast. I'm Jesse from the Gardener's Workshop, and today I have a very special episode where we're going to be talking with the family behind the Gardener's Workshop. I have with me here today Lisa and Suzanne and Kelly, and we're going to go through and talk to them about their involvement in the business and share some fun stories. So I want to start out with you, Lisa. And I'd love for you, even though everybody knows your face, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, when you started the business and you can kick us off. Sure. Thank you, Jesse. And thank you so much for doing this. This has been something I've wanted to do for a long time. And I'm excited to rope our whole family in that has come and gone through the years. So, um, <clears throat> so I started flower farming, um, didn't really know that's where I was heading back in 1998 after I read the book that so many people read that got started in this industry, Lynn Bozinski's The Flower Farmer. And um, Steve and I had just gotten married. He came with this incredible piece of, um, little piece of land in the middle of the city, which was like a utopia. It was, um, he was a big gardener and it was just door after door after door opened and I marched through it and um, <clears throat> back then my business name was Ziegler Garden but then as things developed through the years as I began speaking and teaching and then we wanted to launch an online garden shop that's when the name the gardener's workshop which actually Suzanne is the one that came up with that name um, that name was born when we were trying to legalize get legal to be an online store and get registered and um, so that was in 2005 when we went from Ziegler Garden to the Gardener's Workshop. And when we became the Gardener's Workshop, that's when we brought the online garden shop on. And um, Suzanne and I were, my goodness, traveling all over Kingdom Come doing programs and conferences and pop-up shops and shopping shows. And we just pounded the pavement, um, traveling everywhere. And um, one thing led to another. And here we are today um, with that same footprint, but it's just keeps growing in a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah. It's transformed quite a bit over the years, hasn't it? It's, um, when I look back, it is just really hard to believe. When I look back to our high production years, the images of the tens of thousands of stems of flowers that we seed started by Kelly, got planted, we harvested, we bundled, we sold, we delivered, we made into bouquets. Yeah, it's pretty overwhelming, but um, you know, we we did it. So Lisa, at the very beginning, were you doing everything, doing all the farming, all the promoting and that kind of thing? Yes. So of course, you know, back when I started flower farming, there was no social media. There was barely internet, literally. Um, and so, yes, I think that, um, I think, Suzanne, when, when did you join, start doing the farmer's market? Was it like 2002 or 2003, I think? Yeah, it was early on when you were doing the farmer's market, I think, at, at Colonial Williamsburg um, on Duke of Gloucester Street. It was just beautiful. And I got to do the fun stuff. I just showed up and made bouquets and helped customers and just watched them all ooh and ah over all the beautiful flowers. And that's how I learned that you can always make a beautiful bouquet out of beautiful flowers, just putting them together. So that's where it all started. 
so Suzanne, I was doing florist and farmers markets back then. I mean, I was selling to anybody that had a dollar for my flowers. I was really hustling. And um, oh my gosh, I was delivering twice a week to florist and going to this big farmers market on Saturday in Colonial Williamsburg. And finally, I just said, okay, I'm going to get Suzanne. And then I actually got one of our cousins, Seth, um, to be her helper. So I didn't even have to go to the farmers market. And um, then during that time is, oh my goodness, so many families, as I'm thinking about this, so many family members have come and gone. Um, Suzanne doesn't even really remember it, but back before, back in the very beginning, when I was still helping my husband's family business, Ziegler Plumbing, I had a day job. Suzanne and Sarah, Sarah is Kelly's mom. She's married to my brother. Um, and she has gone on to become other things in the company now, but she and Suzanne did a little bit of harvesting for me in my absence. And um, they didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. They didn't know what they were doing and it didn't work out very well. Um, so anyway, that was, it's a real journey for sure. Right, right. So, uh, you know, it's great to have family members that are happy to jump in and help out with that kind of thing. But it's true that oftentimes they don't have the same education or, or experience that you have. And, um, you know, so as you as you bring people into the fold, they tend to find the place where they have the, the best skills to be able to help out. Right. So, Suzanne, you're, uh, at, when you started out with the farmer's markets and such, where did you go from there with the business? So from the farmer's markets, then we started the online garden shop. Um, Lisa thought of things for us to do, things for us to sell, and I had to figure out how to make it all work. So I was shipping and receiving. I was the graphics department. I was, you name it, and I did it. Um, so it just ballooned from there. Soon we became so busy, I couldn't handle doing everything all at once. I was making the catalog. I made her first book. Um, it just became more than I could handle, and it was keeping us from growing. So then right. we started bringing on more people, not just in the selling flowers, but in the online business. Um, Kelly helped us both. Kelly and I both were on the harvest crew. We did all of that. We made bouquets for the farmers, uh, for the grocery stores. And we were still doing farmers markets. One year we almost died because we were still doing farmers markets, two farmers markets, and all of the grocery stores, all of the florists. Uh, I'm not sure how we lived through that year. Right. We finally gave up farmers markets and um, just did the florist and the supermarkets. Um, but that kind of was holding back the online store because we didn't have the time to do yeah. that and other things we needed to do so finally a, we started yeah. bringing more people on and it ballooned and um so now it takes how many people to do what I used to do sister <laughs> a lot <laughs> well it's a juggling act right as well, you start yeah. to grow a business and we've yeah. been so fortunate we have such great people on board they're doing a way better job than I could ever do and um, it's just helping our business grow and now I get to do the fun things that I like to do I do a lot of the graphics and um, you know get to do the newsletters and edit the podcasts and um, all of those things. So it's the fun stuff for me now and oversee, you know, everything else, that's, that's, everything else that's going on, but our crew is so great. That's, you know, 
easy peasy. So, oh, so now Kelly, you are Lisa's niece. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I am Lisa and Suzanne's brother's daughter. Um, and I started, I would say it's been about 11 years now, 11 years ago, I started. Um, as Suzanne was saying, they were starting to grow and get busier than just Suzanne could handle. Um, and I, it was a time where um, I'd actually gotten laid off from my career type job that I was working. It was just the time, you know, the times were like that people, a lot of people were getting laid off. So I sadly was laid off, but actually now it's the biggest blessing in my life. I had a one-year-old. Um, I wasn't, you know, I was kind of looking for work. And Lisa just called me in one day and said, you know, we're kind of growing and Suzanne needs help. And I need somebody to come in here who can just do it all. Just kind of go in where you can go in and help where, you know, wherever it's needed. So I love that idea, you know, especially with having just coming in part time with having a little one. Um, and I started off by, you know, helping Suzanne package the orders and I harvested in the beginnings. And, and those times I think I did a little bit of, you know, emails and stuff because my background is in business and marketing. So I did a little bit of the emails um, and those times they were torn all over the place and they would bring back little paper slips with names and emails <laughs> on them. And I would spend half a day entering in these email addresses that we had collected um, and the names. Yeah. So I think, you know, just like Suzanne, we were all just kind of filling in where we needed and doing what we needed. Um, and I did harvest for several summers. Um, and I will say that was probably my least favorite job that I've had over these 11 years. It's, I mean, it's hot. It's a lot of bending over. It's, it's hard work. I mean, it really makes you appreciate what farmers do and especially, you know, getting our food and our flowers and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I say Lisa's definitely good at seeing, you know, what people are good at and maybe what they're, what's not their favorite. Um, so I went from that to being when we were in the high, high production, I did all the seed starting. I mean, I started thousands upon thousands of seeds you know, every week, all those sunflowers, she's talking about starting succession. You know, I did those each week and um, really started a ton of seeds and helping out Elisa and Suzanne. Um, and then well, it kind of grew. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember one day I was starting seeds and Lisa texted me and said, come out to the garden. And I came out there and you, I can picture this, you were harvesting trilobia. So you're standing, you know how that is. It's like a huge overgrown patch and she's got these huge stems. And she says, I have an idea. And I'm like, okay, which I'm sure Suzanne can think we're like, okay. I, usually, I usually sit down when she says that to me. <laughs> What's the idea now? She says, I really feel like we can start to teach farmers how to do this. You know, I just think that there is that need, people need to know how to do this, that it's possible. And we can do these online courses and, you know, we just had a good conversation about the idea of these online courses. Um, and so it kind of grew from there. That's when it all started. You know, we started doing the research and looking into these online courses and how they would, you know, how they run and what kind of programs. Um, and so that kind of became where my job went is to manage these online courses and help to, you know, build them out and help the customers and help all of our instructors, which, you know, in the beginning, it was just Lisa. Um, but then, you know, we brought on Dave Dowling and Jenny Love. And so I work with them as well. Um, 
you know, ha helping to make their courses the best that I can make. Yeah, yeah. And helping with their promotions for their courses to yeah, yeah. make so sure I've everybody kind of knows they're in, available. Yeah, yeah. gone back into the marketing realm to, you know what I mean, marketing the courses and um, building mm -hmm. out, you know, the website and sales pages. So I do um, manage the website as well. Yeah, that's a big job. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it though. I mean, Lisa really has, she can see where you are a best fit and put you there. So I, I mean, I really enjoy my job and that's, you know, a lot to be said for that. Yeah, that's great. It's so nice that you found a position that you're excited about and that yes. you really feel like you're you're a good fit yeah. for. Yeah. Lisa, do you want to talk about some of the other folks who couldn't be with us here today, but that have helped you along the way? Sure. So a real key pet player, um, especially from the beginning, was um, Kelly's mom, Suzanne and my sister-in-law. She's married to our brother, Sarah. And Sarah, just like these two, um, have just has always just been they'll do whatever, whatever needs to be done. I mean, is that not the key to a great small business is the flexibility of, you know, I mean, never do you want to hear that wasn't in my job description. And I have never heard that from anybody. I mean, they'll do any and everything. And Sarah um, was that way from the beginning when that first time that I had her and Suzanne start harvesting, I mean, I knew nothing back then. And so I really couldn't prepare them for that um, she and Suzanne both kind of said, this isn't what our favorite thing to do in life is, <laughs> you know, so we quickly figured that out. Um, but when we launched the online garden shop, which became the gardener's workshop in 2005, part of the struggle that I faced, I mean, the whole point of that garden shop was to sell the things that I use in the garden, seeds, tools, and supplies, right? Well, we couldn't find a seed supplier for flower, the flowers that I was growing with instructions that really were complete enough for me, like should the seed be covered with soil or not? That seems to be a, a real missing component, at least it was back then. Um, I haven't looked at many other people's seeds nowadays, um, but we couldn't find a line of seeds to sell through our garden shop. So I told Suzanne, well, let's just figure this out and we will package, we'll just buy more seeds than what I'm buying to plant and we'll package them with my instructions. So we needed somebody to package those seeds. And Sarah was like, oh my gosh, that's like the perfect job for me. I would love to sit at home and count seeds all day or weigh them. You know, you do a little bit of both. Um, so Sarah was our sole seed packer for years. I mean, she packaged seeds year round. Um, it was just a, an ongoing thing. Um, and she's also helped us man open farms. And so she's just really plugged in. Um, also, we've had some family members that have jumped in on a temporary basis. I mentioned Seth, um, who is one of Steve's cousins that just lives around the corner um, that has helped us with markets way back when we were doing the Williamsburg Farmers Market, um, as well as Kelly's brother, Blake's wife, Cammy who is an entrepreneur herself, she bakes. Um, what's the name of her business? I don't wanna screw it up, Kelly. Sugar Bee. Sugar Bee by Cami, I think is yeah. what the name of it is. And she bakes, which we all have a great appreciation for cookies. So that fits in. Anyway, during her slow time, when we need a packager, um, Cami has just stepped in and picked up that torch. And um, it's really pretty amazing. And then of course, you know, my, my husband who has been, um, Stevie, 
who was my cheerleader before I even started, right? He's the one that cheered me to go to the first florist when I was so afraid and um, has taken care of equipment. You know, people undervalue those of us that are trying to farm that don't have somebody there on site that not only can start stuff, fix stuff, help you figure out what you need is they know what I'm talking about. It's just priceless. And I mean, Steve's support and confidence. And of course, um, you know, Steve has been my backer financially from time to time back in those early days where you need infusions um, of cash flow. And, um, you know, and our, you know, saying that it's like so much is rushing back in my mind right now. Um, and I don't even know if Kelly knows this, but um, mom and dad gave a big infusion of cash in the very beginning. Do you remember that, Suzanne? Um, when we were launching the Gardener's Workshop, I mean, catalog printing and um, daddy was like, oh my gosh, we want to be a part of this, you know, and took me about three years to pay him back, but we did. And, um, you know, family is just priceless. A lot of people feel like, how do you work with all your family? Well, first off, I can't imagine not working with them. Um, and it's not better than strangers. It's just, you just happen to know what their punch points are, right? <laughs> Especially with your siblings. Um, <laughs> and you just learn, I think it's a practice in rolling over. You know, giving up, you don't have to be right all the time, being courtesy and respectful and honest and fair. And I also want to say that I have always paid every family member. No one has ever volunteered or been, you know what I mean? That's not an expectation um, on my part. You know, I've just, that's never been a part of it. So I know that other people may do that differently, but I think that's built a culture here that family first in all ways. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I was hoping that we could talk a little bit about, you know, what advice you might have for other small businesses that are, you know, family operated or, or uh, you know, sole proprietors that are really struggling and looking for, you know, maybe an opportunity to ask some family to help out, you know, that kind of thing. And I, so I think you touched on some good points there about, you know, um, you know, being mindful of, of what people's strong suits are and, 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 you know, uh, being sure to compensate people and that kind of thing. Do you have any other things that you would want to bring up along that vein? Um, I think probably, well, the biggest struggle has been with, between Suzanne and I, and that's because we've been together the most. I mean, we traveled together, we have worked together day in and day out. And, you know, every day is not peachy keen. I mean, there are days when, you know, my bossiness just, comes out, which is what entrepreneurs has. But guess what? Suzanne has that same wonderful trait. And there are days that we would have little, we'll call them baby power struggles. And then one of us will finally just like, what are we doing? You know, we don't say that, but we'll just, one of them will say, all right, what were you talking about? Let's look at it that way. Or um, you have to realize, and I learned that from my husband who also works with his siblings, his nieces and nephews and his parents. And I really learned that being honest and respectful and listening, that's probably the hardest part for this gene pool is for us to wait while other people finish talking. And because it's not like 
you ha- you know what I mean? We want to be helpful. And um, so you just have to look at what your family traits are and the things that are good about you. Guess what? Your family members most likely have those too, but that can create a little rubbing and you just have to um, kind of step back sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Yeah. I mean, just hearing her say that, you know, when I talk about my job, because of course you talk to your friends and all that about your job and you know, I'll say just the grace that Lisa has is just, and, you know, people say, oh, it's because you're family. And it is not because I'm family. She treats, I mean, we have plenty of employees now and she treats all of her employees completely equal. And man, I see that. And just, I mean, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We've all made mistakes. And I have no fear in picking up the phone and saying, Hey, sorry, I've done something wrong because I know, you know what I mean? The grace and we'll figure it out together. We'll fix it. We're all human and we move on. So, I mean, just hearing her saying that and knowing that that is how she treats all of her employees and the strong workplace that that makes. Yeah, I can attest to that as well. (laughs) Um, And it's the honest truth. Well, thank you. But you know what? It is so much easier this way. Think about being argumentative or accusatory or, I mean, it's just so much easier to be kind and respectful. And I also start off our relationship with employees by saying, you know, we don't talk amongst ourselves about a problem or another person. You know, if there's a problem, I'm the one that fix. I'm the problem fixer. I'm the one that needs to hear about it. And so we just have a really safe um, workplace. I feel like that people can um, know that, you know, we're going to do what's best for everybody. And um, again, I truly learned that from Steve. Um, that was not my natural tendency, friends. <laughs> I mean, I'm a pretty... Um, as you can probably gather just from the way that you hear me on social media, I just kind of tell it like it is. And sometimes I don't think about, oh, that might hurt somebody's feelings or, you know, might. Um, so I had to, this is a learned behavior. So if you're the other end of the rope, there is hope for you. Look at me. <laughs> I learned a lot too. That's great. Suzanne, did you have something, anything else that you wanted to add related to your experience there at the Gardener's Workshop over the years? Well, I can tell you that it's been awesome seeing Lisa grow and how many people just appreciate and love her. And the story I love the best is, you know, we did a lot of fairs and um, shows. So here's Lisa and Suzanne packing up the tra- the the van full of stuff, traveling, you know, 10 hours, unpacking set up in a day. So the next day, Lisa has to talk. So Lisa has 200 people listening to her talk. And after she's done talking, what do they do? They all run to our booth. Where's Lisa? She has a book signing on the other side of the building. So Suzanne has 200 people in this little booth and they're lined up down the aisle to be checked out. First of all, the people, the other vendors and booths around us, their jaw is on the floor. (laughs) Suzanne has to figure out and then they start helping each other. 
they're, you know, oh, this is over here. All of the customers are helping each other, telling them, informing them. It's just wonderful, the environment when people want to help other people learn like Lisa does. Yeah, it's wonderful. And, you know, I, I one, one thing I was going to say is something we actually talked about in a, in a, I believe, in a staff meeting not too long ago. We were saying that, you know, uh, we feel like everybody treats the business like it's their own business. And um, that, yeah, and I think that's a big component of, you know, making it, making it work with a small team, but a dedicated team. And uh, you guys are definitely a prime example of that. Yeah, Kelly, did you want to add something? Yeah. So when you were talking about, you know, funny stories or family story, I got thinking about it and, you know, hearing Suzanne talking about, so they got so busy on those shows that I started to join them some too. So when she says we used to pack the van, I don't think anybody can understand what that means. I mean, just from the seal, it's from the roof and to the floor, every inch was packed. Um, and we did a show in Richmond, which is about an hour away from us called the Bizarre Bazaar. Um, and it's, you know, lots of different vendors around Christmas time in a huge open building. It's really loud, um, really busy. I mean, those were some good years. So I would just drive in for the day to help and drive home where they would stay in a hotel. Well, one year I woke up with laryngitis, which I have never had in my life previously. I have never had it again, but I completely lost my voice you know, laryngitis, there's no other, you know, that's all it is, is you lose your voice. And I 100% lost my voice and had to stay there. I mean, I worked the whole weekend with no voice trying to check people out and make my voice work by screaming what their total was and selling <laughs> gloves. And I mean, the whole weekend I had no voice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Just have to keep on trucking though. Just I did, get... you know, it's yep. not like I felt bad and people thought it was funny too, trying to listen to me over, <laughs> I mean, these crowds of people everywhere and just make it work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lisa, I mean, you have a great team here that you've, you've put together and um, I know it's continuing to grow now, uh, you know, but uh, you know, the core is, is still uh, the strong family connection. And I think that's a, that's what part of what makes the Gardener's Workshop so special. Thank you, Jesse. I totally agree. Um, you know, moving into the future, I see that being a big piece of the future of the Gardener's Workshop and, you know, to build a legacy. And, you know, that's a big, being 61 now, you know, you look at things so different than you did when you're Kelly's age. Um, or even Suzanne's age, things look really different as you come into your golden years. So they say, it doesn't mean you're not going to be working. It's just all of a sudden things just become different for you. And I never dreamed of this day. I never, ever, I mean, oh my gosh, how many days did I almost croak in the field from heat stroke of cutting thousands of stems of flowers? And, you know, it didn't matter that it was hot. You, I mean, you, there is no other day designated to do that. And um, our team is, and family has taken up that same attitude. And that's what really made this all. It's not that it's easy. It's just that we get up every single day and do it. And I don't mean that we work seven days a week. I mean that we don't give up. We just keep pushing. And if one of us has a problem, we help push them, you know? So, um, yeah, would never have done it without my family. 
Well, I want to thank all of you for being here with us today. I think this was a, a great way to kind of let people know, you know, what the core of the of the group is, what the what the core of what we represent is. And so I want to thank both Kelly and Suzanne and Lisa for joining me. And uh, I hope everyone has enjoyed this episode of the Field and Garden podcast. And I hope that if you like what you're hearing today, you can uh, leave a review for us wherever you get your podcasts and um, tell a friend about us and maybe a family member too. So thank you very much, ladies. Thank, thank you, you so much, Jesse. Thanks, girls. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Bye.